You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. I keep thinking about this game as like a game of details. Just everything, every detail is going to matter. Every move is going to matter. Every down is going to matter because you're going up against a very good team. Even even with a depleted offense, like this is going to be a very good team, and we can we can talk about the the Bucks defense because I think that's going to be the matchup that's going to make or break this game for the Packers. Which is, are the Packers going to be able to move the ball against against this Bucks defense or not? Because if they're not, and if it ends up being a slog like the Bucks saints game was, I think the Bucks come away with a win because I think they'll be able to get at least one or two drives against this Packers defense and score some touchdowns. So this is going to all be on can Aaron Rodgers, can the Packers offensive weapons like do what they need to do against probably one of the best, if not the best right now, defense in the league. Yeah, and I mean, I think going hand in hand with that, one of the things that the Packers really need to clean up this week is the offensive miscues. Right now, they're they're differential and that is such a far cry and again you know the caveat here to so much of what we're saying is that it's been two games it's a small sample size but they're minus two in turnover differential after being plus 13 last season like protecting the football was always like the most paramount piece of the Matt LaFleur offense the Packers just did not turn the ball over and now you're going up against a Bucks defense that already has I think it's four interceptions 12 passes defense in two games is insane you know this is a secondary that can just always get their hands on the ball they've got 10 sacks already so it just you know the this Packers or this Packers offense really needs to be up to snuff because you can't if you are giving the Bucks you know they're forcing a fumble on Rodgers because the pocket's not clean and now they have a short field to work with you know these are all things that you just you can't afford to do it because we saw those same kind of miscues happening in week one. And that's when it felt like, you know, they were down too far to, to mount any type of comeback when you're making your own mistakes. It's not that the Vikings beat them. And I'm not necessarily sure that the bucks will be just the better team. I think it's just the Packers can't, they have to get out of their own way. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And like, I, I, that's right. This is what I mean too, by details. Like, you, you can't be having your center, you know, snap the ball on one, not two. Just all these little things that can really add up and then ultimately cost you a game if one turns into, you know, a minor detail turns into a big problem. The thing I keep thinking about with this Bucks defense and just the Packers offense in general is, you know, the Packers rely on a lot of motion, a lot of jets, a lot of end arounds, those kinds of things. And I'm worried that those won't work against this Bucks defense that these inside linebackers just there from start to finish, you're going to be able to sniff that kind of stuff out and the Packers are going to get stopped at the line of scrimmage a lot. So for me, I'm thinking 
Like, I think this Packers offense really needs to get like a lot more vertical in this game, which they can do, but they're going to have to use, you know, some of that motion and some of those other pre-snap gadgets, if you will, to set up more vertical offense, because otherwise I think they're going to have a really hard time just like gaining yardage. It's not going to be a game that you're going to be able to dink and dunk this Bucks defense down the field. Like they're going to stop you if that's what you're trying to do. I think the Packers are going to have to get like big explosive chunk plays in order to score against them. Yeah. And I think, you know, kind of tying into that is Aaron Rodgers had said in his Wednesday presser, they were asking him about, you know, like how the defenses have evolved around the league. And he was talking about two high safeties and how he wishes that more defenses would play the one high because that gives you more opportunities. Obviously, like you're talking about these vertical looks in the passing game. So I, spoiler alert, if you're going to listen to pack a day later, but my X factor for this game is AJ Dillon. You know, Aaron Rodgers joked about, you know, maybe the resurgence of the fullback position. Obviously AJ Dillon is not a fullback. But I think they're going to need to get some of these bruising yards on the ground. The defensive line is banged up. Akeem Hicks is not playing. Um, You know, they've got some other injuries along the line. So obviously it'll matter a lot to how the Packers offensive line holds up against them. But if, if they can churn out the tough yards on the ground, I think it'll open them up to take some of those shot plays, you know, because you're going to force the safeties to drop into the box and try to make up for the A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones tandem gashing this front seven. And then you're going to have the opportunity to take some take some deep shots. Yeah, definitely. And it'll be interesting to see who does get targeted in those deep shots. If it's going to be, you know, Aaron just trusting his Sammy Watkins, his Alan Lazard, his Randall Cobb on third down, and whatever the opportunities the rest of these wide receivers get, they get. Um, I think it would be fun to test this Bucks defense with some of the Packers' new weapons, right? You know, you kind of counter this with the whole, you don't have any tape on me, and let's see what Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson can do because we've seen them be able to stretch the field um, in a very unique way. Both of them can. So I'd love to see them get their opportunities, but it is a very, very, very good Bucks secondary. A very good Bucks secondary that, like, Rodgers is going to have to be very on point, and luckily he's – probably the most accurate quarterback in the history of the game. So you hope that, you know, he can make his, make the right decisions, but we've also seen in the history for whatever reason, uh, the bucks tend to get turnovers on Aaron Rodgers. And I think if that's going to happen, unfortunately in this game, like that's, that's going to be the Packers downfall. Yeah. And I mean, just across the board, this bucks defense has been really lights out through two weeks. And, you know, the caveat here is that they were playing with Dak Prescott you know, and that offense without too many weapons on on the offensive side of the ball, and the deck, of course, injures his thumb. Then, you know, the next week you've got, you know, a, a mediocre Saints offense that's kind of struggling to find its identity. But you know, they're first in the NFL in points against, only allowed 13 points through two weeks. They're third in turnovers. This defense, uh, they're fourth in fumbles off, second in first downs allowed. So they're just a really stingy defensive front and the Packers are going to have to work yeah. really hard to get these yards. And I think part of that too, is this is a Bucks team that is their offense right now is first in the league in starting field possession. They're starting most drives with on average at the 34 and a half yard line. So the Packers just can't afford to give them easy yards. They're already starting with a shorter field than most teams. So I think this is just, it's really going to, it just feels like an ugly, scrappy game to me. Like it doesn't feel very high scoring. It just feels like it's going to be a dogfight. And it's one of those games that you're hoping 
you know, nobody comes out injured because it just seems like it's going to be a really hard fought kind of like dirty game in the NFC. Yeah. I mean, the Bucks cannot afford another injury. So, and neither can the Packers really. So I agree with you. It is. Yeah. I mean, right now, Carlton Davis is questionable. I, I bet he plays, but I think even without him, like having Antoine Winfield Jr. and Jamel Dean and Mike Edwards and just everything, everyone else that they have back there, it's going to be a fight. It's going to be a lot of, you know, fighting for those yards, fighting for potentially 50-50 balls, contested catches. Like this is going to be a big test for this Matt LaFleur offense. And, you know, unfortunately it's week three and I'm not sure we really know what they are yet but they're going to have to figure it out because this is going to be a team that more than likely backers might see again in the playoffs. And we've seen the pattern, if you will, of like really bad losses somehow translating out into, into the playoffs. And it even happened with the bucks very early on in 2020. So you want to get down there and you want to hopefully come out with a win. Even if you said it's a scrappy low scoring win, just feeling confident about like what this offense can do and be able to put points against a very good defense. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, and I think, you know, we're just going to have to see Matt LaFleur kind of reach into the bag a little bit. We They talked about, you know, how there were, you know, some packages for Aaron Jones, and they've only scratched the surface of those. And Alan Lazard has packages, and Sammy Watkins has packages, and Christian Watson. And, you know, I think that we're going to need to see kind of what's, what's in that bag of tricks, because we talked mm-hmm. about it on the recap show on Monday night, but the Matt LaFleur offense is so good at giving you versatile looks that can set things up for later on. And, you know, the buck secondary is one of the best in the NFL. So I think, you know, a lot of these, these coverages will be disguised. It's not like they're going to be easy for, you know, the offense to differentiate and distinguish between, but they're going to have to run a very successful version of the offense. And thankfully they've got Sammy Watkins, who's one of the best blockers in the league, or has looked like it through two weeks. Al Lazard coming back, I think is huge. So these guys, the, I think the biggest thing too is, the rookies capitalizing on their opportunities, you know, cause they're, they're going to be needed. They're just really going to need to step up. And I thought they made the jump obviously from week one to week two, but there were still a couple miscues. I don't think this is a team that the Packers can afford to not be on the same page against. Yes, I agree a hundred percent. And I think if there is a game, every game there's opportunities for the rookies, but I think when you're going up against a defense, that's definitely watched all the tape on you and all the tape on Rogers and Lazard, you probably want to lean and even both the running backs, right? Like I think after last week, this Bucks defense is going to be prepared for this run game. They're going to be prepared for Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. Now that doesn't mean that the backers aren't going to be able to run on them. They're still missing Akeem Hicks, which is huge. We love our, our Akeem Hicks size hole mm-hmm. on the defensive line, but you know, they don't have much on Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, even Sammy Watkins in this offense. So I agree with you completely. This is going to be a big opportunity to potentially pull out that bag of tricks, like you said, 
and see how we can use these new weapons and maybe just try to surprise them, right? Like keep them on their toes. And if you can even get one big play, like we saw with Sammy Watkins early in the game, then maybe we can open up the run game and, and they're not going to know, you know, stack the box or high. And then you do have Aaron Rodgers, right? We, we talked about Tom Brady who has seen it all. So has Rodgers, right? He he'll be able to read these coverages um, as well as, as the next guy. So it's going to be very, spread the ball around, get everybody involved um, and hopefully see if this, you know, offensive line can hold up against whatever the Bucks are going to throw at Rogers. Yeah. I think that's really interesting too, because I think we keep waiting for, or at least, you know, maybe some fans are waiting for like a wide receiver one to emerge. And I just don't feel like that's going to happen for this offense. I think the Packers are spreading the ball around too much and, you know, going back to the caveat that it's been two weeks, but we're seeing like a very even distribution of the ball right now. Obviously, AJ Dillon leading the team in targets, but three different guys have or four different players have six receptions. So it just it feels very even what the Packers are trying to do on offense. And I think part of that is intentional because you just like you said, you want to get these guys all involved in their own way because it's going to set them up for a lot of success later on. And it makes the offense a lot less one note, which I think is something that they were trying to avoid, you know, in the, the post Devante era. And that's not to say that the offense was one note with Devante, but they talked about how like 80% of the offense was designed for him. Now you've got five or six different players that you're designing different packages of the offense for, and it'll go a long way in, you know, dictating your matchups later on in the season. Go Paco. Go Paco. Go Paco.